the International Soccer Preview. We are Soccer Files Canada. Welcome to Series 19, looking at the groups and teams of the 2023 Asian Cup, played in January 2024. This episode is looking at Group B, Australia, Uzbekistan, Syria, and India. Here we go. It's the International Soccer Preview by Soccer Files Canada, Series 19. And I'm Kevin. And I'm Connor. And today we are looking at Group B for the Asian Cup 2023 tournament. And this group includes Australia, Uzbekistan, Syria, and India. Uh, that's right. And uh, we usually give some information about the media cast at this point, but we're going to save it for the end. Uh, so stay tuned for that uh, if you want info about our past and current series, uh, African Cup 2023 qualifying and Euro Cup 2024 qualifying are still relevant there. And uh, also our plans for the uh, upcoming series. But meanwhile, let's get on with it here. Yeah, so this series features a deep dive into the history of the regional tournament for each of the teams, um, and we're going to cover our usual information. Right, and that usual information is uh, divided into three sections that we cover. Uh, so part one, we introduce the teams in the group and get a, a little information about their location and demographics. Uh, part two, we do an in-depth team-by-team overview of their history. Yeah, so this is a part where we'll do the deep dive into each team's history in the Asian Cup. Yeah, in the Asian Cup finals, actually. So we rotate the deep dive around uh, that. And uh, part three will be a comparison of the teams in their rankings, head-to-head -head records, and uh, we'll end with a discussion of their prospects uh, for this cup and our predictions. All right, well, why don't we uh, get on with it? Yeah, let's jump right on in and uh, begin with an overview of the team, or sorry, a bit of info about the country. So Australia is our first country. Yeah, Australia, known as the Socceroos. So Australia is a, a continent-sized island that lays to the southeast of Asia. Um, it's technically part of Oceania, but Australia competes in the Asian region. And Australia's population uh, is around 27 million people. All right. Uh, team number two is Uzbekistan. Yeah, Uzbekistan. Their name, uh, nickname is the White Wolves. And Uzbekistan is a large country that's landlocked in uh, Central Asia. It's south of Kazakhstan and north of Turkmenistan, uh, with a couple other stands to the uh, the south and east. <laughs> All right. Uh, how, how many people there? Right. Uh, they have 35 million people. Oh, okay, so a little bigger than Australia. Uh, Syria is number three. Yeah, Syria, their nickname is the Reds. Um, and Syria lies on the eastern end of the Mediterranean Sea, so in West Asia. Um, and it's bordered by Turkey, Iraq, Jordan, Lebanon, and Israel. Okay, and finally we have uh, India. Oh, I'll just do the, the population. Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. No, that's right. It's uh, 23 million people. Okay, we are going to do a comparison of these a bit later, so we'll uh, judge them according to each other. Yeah, and then next is India. Uh, their nickname is the Blue Tigers. So India uh, is, of course, a large country that uh, makes up most of the, the subcontinent of uh, South Central Asia. 
um, and India juts out into the Indian Ocean south of the Himalayas. And in terms of population, India is uh, now uh, recently uh, the largest uh, in the world in terms of population at uh, 1.4 billion. Holy smokes. Uh, okay, I said we would uh, kind of compare them in relation to each other, so maybe we'll just run through the numbers again. Yeah, so the largest country, of course, in this group and in the world now is India at 1.4 billion people. Whoa. We'll have to change that M to a B. There. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right, 1.4 billion. Uh, the next largest is Uzbekistan at 35 million. Um, so perhaps a surprise to some um, that Uzbekistan is second uh, largest in this group. It is um, ahead of Australia, who have 27 million people. Um, and that's just uh, a little bit more than uh, the population of Syria, which is 23 million. 23 million. So all of them are pretty big countries there? Yeah, three pretty close to each other, actually. And then, of course, India, the, the massive outlier. Yeah. All right. Well, that is quite different than the uh, pot order. And uh, pot number one is Australia. So we're going to begin with them. Uh, and we'll begin with just an overview of their uh, participation and achievements. Uh, uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'll, I'll start. Um, so Australia first entered the World Cup in 1966, and they've participated in qualifying every time since. Uh, isolated geographically, Australia has actually struggled to find a suitable confederation. Uh, never quite satisfied with the Oceania region, or OFC, they twice, twice tried to join the AFC, Asian region, but were rejected uh, in 1966 and 1972. Eventually, uh, in 2006, they were accepted, and they've participated in the Asian Cup from 2007 onwards. Yeah, and we'll get into those details a little bit more uh, later on. In terms of achievement, they've reached only, uh, or they reached only one World Cup between 1966 and, hey, I'm just going to start that sentence again. <laughs> uh, they reached only one World Cup from 1966 until 2002. And in a nutshell, that explains their dissatisfaction with the qualification system uh, for the Oceanic region. Uh, that successful qualification, that loan qualification, was in 1974. And ironically, their last qualification through the uh, Oceanic region in 2006 saw them win their half spot for the first time over Uruguay, no less, to reach the World Cup in 2006. Uh, and they went on to their highest achievement in that cup, a round of 16 finish. Uh, but as Connor said, they moved to the AFC, and the, uh, the qualification in ASC has earned them regular entry into the World Cup finals. But only uh, recently did they pass the group stage once again. Um, while one of their barriers to entry into the AFC was fears that they would dominate, uh, they won the Asian Cup only in 2015 when they hosted. So they haven't dominated um, as much as... Uh, as much as some thought they might, but they have passed the group stage in every edition since joining in 2007. Australia's local grouping is the AFF. Um, the A in AFF is itself an acronym. It stands for Asian, which is the Association of Southeast Asian Nations uh, Football Federation. So this is a well-established grouping of Southeast Asian countries from Thailand down to Indonesia, and they've held tournaments regularly from 1996. 
However, while Australia's women's and underage teams are active, the men's team has not participated in any of the five tournaments uh, since joining in 2013. All right, yeah. So uh, a lot of people don't know they are part of a local group, but indeed they are. Now we're going to take a closer look at the uh, at uh, the World Cup, but it's not our focus for this one. So this is still an overview. So their World Cup qualifying history uh, is undoubtedly the most dramatic in the world, um, at least until 2010. Most campaigns saw them in a final knockout of some sort. Use, uh, an intercontinental playoff uh, was the case from 1986 onwards. Until 2006, the only time they reached the Cup was 1974, where they won a playoff over South Korea. From 1986, they, uh, they were involved in intercontinental playoffs for four or five Cups and lost them all including a particularly gut-wrenching one with Iran in 1998. In 2006, they finally won that playoff to qualify for their second cup. That proved their best World Cup showing, uh, reaching the round of 16, and they would have gone further uh, if not for some controversial refereeing decisions in a match against uh, Italy. Uh, after that, Australia joined the AFC and reached the cup consistently. Um, indeed, it, it seemed almost a guaranteed spot at first, but... Um, that's been less so the case in recent campaigns. Um, and then Australia did uh, participate in the uh, 2022 World Cup, and we'll look at how they did a bit later on. Right. Yeah, so we'll take a, a closer look at the recent ones. Uh, meanwhile, we will talk about the uh, Regional Cup overview. And, of course, we have to talk about um, both regions that they've been involved in. So, firstly, in the uh, OFC, or the Oceanic Football I don't know what the C stands for. Conference, maybe? Confederation. Confederation, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, the OFC region. And they won four of the six competitions there from 1980 until 2004. Actually, New Zealand, which is also in the group, are not given enough credit. But they did win the other two. And, of course, they've dominated that region ever since Australia left. And there was much fear, as we've said, among uh, Asian countries that Australia would dominate this region. And uh, that was possibly the more salient reason that they were rejected entry twice in 1966 and 1972. Uh, but these worries uh, were uh, already ill-founded given their World Cup qualification struggles in Asia. But their failure to win the 2007 and 2011 Asian Cups kind of proved that they wouldn't dominate the region. They did come second in 2011 and actually won the title in 2015 uh, as the host there. And that actually did renew a bit of talk in the Middle East uh, of expelling them from the AFC. But a quarterfinal exit in 2019 seems to have quelled such talk and they firmly seem uh, a part of the AFC now. Okay, and then the last thing we will look at is uh, the local cup. So we said they were part of the uh, AFF region, or the, AS I, I don't know how to pronounce it, ASEAN. It's A-S-E-A-N, yeah. -E um, so it sounds like Asian. Uh, and it's a kind of an interesting situation. Uh, a lot of people don't know that they are part of the group because the men's team have never played in a, a competition, and that one they would really dominate uh, the third-tier teams there. Uh, but the women's team, and I think um, a couple of other sports, like futsal, 
uh, they do participate in. So um, they are part of the uh, the local region in that group, just not the men's uh, senior team. Interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. Okay, so now we uh, get into the deep dive uh, for um, uh, the regional cup finals, uh, but we won't go too deep into the OFC uh, record because it's kind of past history now. But do you want to take it away there? Yeah, so, um, yeah, like we said, we'll just go through this quickly. Uh, the competition only took place seven times between 1973 and the last in 2004. They didn't enter the first one because they were making their second attempt to join the Asian Confederation. Uh, so when that failed, they returned to the Oceanic Confederation and won four of the remaining six cups, losing to New Zealand uh, the other two times. That's right. And so we bring uh, that brings us to their first Asian Cup in 2007. And uh, there they tied Oman and then lost to Iraq. Uh, only a third game win over Thailand, who actually hosted their group, saw them scrape through in second place uh, ahead of uh, ahead of Thailand, only on goal difference. Uh, then they were knocked out on penalties in the quarterfinal by Japan. Um, so, yeah, far from dominating the region there, hey? Oh, totally, yeah. Uh, okay, and then 2011, uh, they found their feet a little bit more there. A tie with South Korea in the group stage uh, didn't stop them from finishing first uh, in the group on goal difference. And they struggled with Iraq in the quarterfinal, beating them only an extra time. Uh, but had no problem with Uzbekistan, who they meet here, uh, thrashing them 6 nothing there. And that brought them to the final in 2011, where they once again lost to Japan uh, in extra time on this occasion. Australia hosted in 2015 um, and comfortable wins in their first two games, saw them fielding a B team against South Korea. Uh, they lost that game uh, to finish second. Uh, in the group stage, but we're fortunate to have an easy opponent in China in the quarterfinals. They beat them and the UAE before meeting South Korea once again in the final. That game finished 1-1 in regulation time, but Australia scored uh, an extra time to win their first title. Right, okay, and um, once again, voices from the Middle East questioned their membership in the AFC over fears of them dominating. Uh, however, uh, that did not turn out to be the case, but it brings us into our look at their recent history, which actually starts with the 2019 Asian Cup. So we'll pick up the story there. In this case, we'll cover the qualifying as well. Yeah, and Australia did qualify comfortably, uh, topping their five-team group to qualify automatically, um, finishing uh, five points ahead of Jordan and also ahead of Kyrgyzstan in that group. Um, once at the uh, finals, um, they lost their opening game to Jordan, uh, then followed it up with wins over Palestine and Syria, but they finished second in the group stage. Uh, they met Uzbekistan in the round of 16, uh, who they meet here, and that game went nil-nil, so not the 6-nil thrashing we saw in 2015. Um, and Australia won only in penalties. Um, that put them into the quarterfinal where they lost 1-nil uh, to the UAE. So uh, overall, not the strongest tournament at all uh, from Australia's point of view. No, not at all. Quarterfinals is uh, is quite um, disappointing. I mean, UAE was the host of the uh, tournament, but still. 
All right. Well, that is uh, the beginning of the recent one. So we move next to the uh, World Cup uh, 2022 as their next uh, tournament. Yeah. So um, Australia entered qualifying in the, the uh, round two of three, which featured a five-team group stage and also doubled up as qualifying uh, for uh, this world, this uh, Asian Cup. Um, and Australia had no problem in that group stage. They actually won all eight of their games uh, over Kuwait, Jordan, Nepal, and Taiwan, uh, who went by Chinese or go by Chinese Taipei. Um, that put them into the second round of World Cup qualifying. Um, and there they uh, found it uh, found it difficult. Um, they finished behind both Saudi Arabia and Japan, who won the two uh, automatic qualifying spots and finished with just 15 points, just one ahead of Oman in the race for that, um, for the intercontinent, or sorry, for the uh, the playoff spot. Um, so really, they were actually closer to fourth place than they were to first and second. Um, and in fact, Australia only got one point off the top two teams, uh, Saudi Arabia and Japan. So they struggled, but nevertheless, they did make it to the Asian regional playoff, playing the third place team from the other group. There they beat the United Arab Emirates and then went into an intercontinental playoff uh, with Peru. Um, that was a one-off game played in Qatar and it was nil-nil, um, but uh, it went to a penalty shootout and the Aussies won 5-4. On penalties, well, that is a pretty complex route to the cup, but they did get there. Yeah. How did, they, yeah how did they do in the total. cup? Yeah. Um, so yeah, at the Cup, um, they started with a heavy 4-1 uh, loss to France, but then followed that up with two 1-0 victories over Tunisia and Denmark, um, and actually finished in second place, tied with France uh, for first place with an inferior goal difference. Uh, so they advanced past the group stage for just the second time in their history. Um, yeah, and... yeah. Oh, go ahead. Making a mockery of our predictions, I think, because I think we uh, really, uh, we thought they might have a chance against Tunisia, if I recall, but uh, we definitely didn't see them passing the group stage there. No, not at all. Um, Denmark were terribly flat, picking up just one point. Um, but Australia were good in their two games, and they were very good in their round of 16 match against uh, eventual winners Argentina. Uh, they lost that game 2-1, but they were competitive and actually had some late chances to equalize, uh, if you'll recall. Yeah, they even weren't bad against France. I think they took an early goal uh, uh, in that game to kind of uh, worry the French, but then France was pretty much all over them. But, you know, they're playing the two finalists and uh, came came out pretty good in that World Cup, I think. Oh, absolutely. I, I think it exceeded expectations. Um and yeah, they were, yeah, gave the finalists two good games. Yeah, and we said scoring uh, was their problem, and I still think it is, but they did get a goal in every game, so kind of overcame the the one problem we thought uh, might undermine them. Yeah, and, and I think for that tournament, when you looked how they really weren't even competitive with Japan and Saudi Arabia, and kind of got by very narrowly to reach even that AFC playoff, um, you kind of couldn't have predicted their strong performance based on uh, that qualifying campaign. Yeah, right. And uh, as you said, Denmark's weakness kind of um, helping them out there. Okay, well, the next uh, uh, thing should be the local cup, but they, they don't play in that AFF uh, region. Fortunately for the other teams, uh, 
uh, in that region. So the next uh, tournament they have is qualifying for this uh, cup, and we've already covered it. Yeah, Australia finishing top of their five-team group with eight wins from eight, so that qualified them automatically here. Yeah, that was World Cup 2022 qualifying, which uh, uh, acted as the qualifier or the first round of qualifying for this cup. So not uh, actually that many games recently. And uh, we were going to do a section on players to finish out this section. And uh, we decided not to for a couple of reasons. First of all, it's a bit off topic from the from the team that we're looking at. And uh, secondly, uh, it made the part or made the cast a bit too long. So we might save this because we're thinking of doing a uh, update podcast kind of shortly before the cup, if there's uh, enough to update. And we'll also be doing a players podcast, uh, a players series um, on the Asian Cup team. So we're going to forego this for now. And that brings us to our second team, Connor Uzbekistan. Uzbekistan. <laughs> right. Okay, and uh, in terms of uh, participation and achievements, we'll begin with. So they were uh, formerly a part of the Soviet Union. Uh, and when that broke up, uh, Uzbekistan first entered the Asian Cup in 1996 and the World Cup in 1998. And they participated consistently in both competitions since. Um, and they've been very consistent in their performance too. They almost always reach the final stage of World Cup qualifying and have twice uh, gone beyond that stage. In the Asian Cup, they have reached the finals every time since their first qualification run in 1996. And from 2004, they have passed the group stage every time. Yeah, so we'll be looking at those in a bit more detail. Uh, finally, their local group is CAFA, so that's the Central Asian Football Association. And it is made up of five uh, countries that end in STAN, like Uzbekistan, and was created uh, much later than other local groupings. It was actually formed in 2014. Well, I'll add to this story a little bit later. But uh, uh, we'll say it was formed in 2014 when Iran left the West Asian Football Federation to uh, co-create this group. So uh, they were late in, in forming and they were late too in organizing their first tournament. So the first edition took place just recently in 2023. Okay, so let's uh, go to the World Cup overview and take a slightly closer look at their fortunes in, in the World Cup play. All right, so as I said, they were very consistent in World Cup play. Um, they reached the final stage of World Cup qualifying every time until 2022. Um, and twice they've gone beyond that stage to reach the AFC playoff. 2006 was the first time and it was a fiasco. Uh, their win in the first game was voided and Bahrain went through on goal difference after two draws. Uh, they reached that stage again in 2014 where they met Jordan and also tied both legs and Jordan won on penalties. Uh, in both cases, they were not as close to the cup as it seems, because even if they had one, they faced another playoff uh, from a different confederation, and both Bahrain and Jordan fell at the stage. And then 2002 was the first time Uzbekistan failed to reach the final round of qualifying. Oh, you mean 2022 there? Correct. Yeah. All right, well, uh, that's as much as we'll cover for the World Cup because our focus is slightly more on the regional cup here. So we'll begin with an overview. 
and uh, their slow upward trajectory and their recent drop-off is uh, reflected more clearly in the Asian Cup. So following exits at the group stage in their first two appearances, actually humiliatingly so in 2000, they reached the quarterfinals in 2004 and have passed the group stage ever since. Uh, that peaked with a fourth place finish in the Cup in 2011. In 2015, they fell at the quarterfinals and, uh, well, we'll cover 2019 when we get uh, to the recent competitions. Uh, and maybe I'll cover the uh, local cup here, Connor. Yeah. Uh, Uzbekistan, uh, as we said, was part of a local group called CAFA. And I said I'd add a little more detail, which is quite uh, funny and interesting. They, uh, CAFA, there was a version of CAFA that was formed in the early 90s. And they actually had two tournaments in 1992 and 1994. And then the, the local, uh, the locality collapsed. So this tournament is so little known that uh, it's only covered on the Russian version on Wikipedia. On Wikipedia, uh, so the group included Kazakhstan, which is now part of Europe, but didn't include Iran and Afghanistan, which is part of the uh, the new CAFA. And it was actually those two, Iran and Afghanistan, who reinitiated the new CAFA in 2014. Interesting, hey? Yeah, yeah, a bit of a bizarre history to that. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I, I, I don't even know how I found that information. I just kind of <laughs> ran across it, and there it was. Uh, do you want to tell us about the uh, first tournament in 2023? Yeah, um, so Uzbekistan co-hosted that, um, and uh, they opened with a convincing win over invited guest Oman, and then went on to win that group. That sent them directly to the final where they faced Iran, but here even their home advantage was not enough to overcome the strongest team in the locale, and uh, they lost that match on a single goal. Yeah, I mean, we, we talked about Australia. If they did join the uh, AFF region competitions, they would dominate too much, and I fear Iran will be the same here. I think they'll just kind of win every version. Yeah, I think Uzbekistan can challenge from time to time, but even at home, they couldn't quite do it last time. So, yeah, you think Iran are far and away the strongest? Yeah, if there is one team uh, that could challenge Iran, it would be Uzbekistan. Okay, let's get into our deep dive of uh, the regional cup finals, so the Asian Cup finals. All right, so Uzbekistan uh, has had to undergo a qualification round in every Asian Cup since their first. Uh, well, that has its own drama. This deep dive focuses on their history in the finals. Uh, not much was expected of the new arrivals to the tournament in 1996, so their opening win over China came as a surprise, uh, two late goals announcing their intent. However, losses to Japan and Syria saw um, three teams finishing uh, with one win and three points. Um, China advanced uh, on goal difference, while Syria and Uzbekistan um, had identical records, though Uzbekistan came last in the group, having lost that head-to-head -head meeting with Syria. Yeah, so that was an interesting beginning. And actually, 2000, uh, the year 2000, was the same result. Uh, they, uh, they had opened well with the draw against Qatar, but lost their second and third games again. Uh, tough competition here in Japan and Saudi Arabia. Yeah, tough group. 
2004, though, they topped the group, winning all games uh, over eventual winners Iraq, a poorly performing Saudi Arabia, and Turkmenistan. They fell to Bahrain on penalties in the quarterfinal. And then 2007 was the same result, finishing second behind Iran in the group, and then ousted by Saudi Arabia uh, at the quarterfinal stage. Right. In 2011, they took uh, first in the group and uh, won all games over... Um, uh, sorry, am I mixed up here? Uh, they took first in the group as they had in 2004, and uh, that saw them through to the quarterfinal uh, where they faced Jordan. And they won that, but as we saw earlier, they lost 6-0 uh, to Australia in the semi-final. And uh, then they went on to the third place match where they lost to South Korea. Um, but actually that did improve, that did prove their best result in the tournament, that fourth place finish. And in 2015, they lost to China in the group stage and finished second behind them, though they did knock out uh, Saudi Arabia uh, with a win over them in the third group stage match. In the quarterfinal, they took South Korea to extra time, but could not stop the legendary Son Heung-min. Connor, I, I have to stop this and uh, say that all the British announcers are saying his name wrong, and it drives me mental. Oh, well, can you correct it? What is it? <laughs> they add a Y sound in there, so they say like Son Heung-min. But it's just like, you just go from the H to the N as quickly as you can. It's Heung-min. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, anyway, Son Heung-min uh, scored twice in extra time there to uh, to knock them out. Well, I apologize for my little rant. I, I appreciate the, the tidbit. Okay, well, we won't cover uh, 2019 in this deep dive because uh, that begins our recent history. So we'll cover it in detail and actually include the uh, the qualifying there too. Yeah, so um, Uzbekistan started that uh, qualification in round two of three, which is a five-team group stage. They lost their opening game in North Korea, but then won their next um, won their next seven um, to finish atop the group. Um, North Korea finishing second um, at the tournament. Uh, they started well with wins over Oman and Turkmenistan before losing to Japan, but that still put them in second place. Uh, that, however, saw them meet Australia in the round of 16. And although uh, they performed well and the game was nil-nil, uh, they lost that match 4-2 penalties. Um, so a bit of recent history between uh, Uzbekistan and Australia, having met uh, recently in the last cup. You're right. It'll be interesting to see uh, what happens here. They were thrashed once and it was fairly competitive last time. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing that one. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, their next competition is the 2022 World Cup. And um, let's see how they did there. Yeah, so they, um, again, entered in the round two of three group stage, uh, five-team group stage. Um, and Uzbekistan um, finished second in the group behind Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia beat them both home and away. Um, they also lost a match to Palestine, though. And although they finished second in the group, um, they uh, were seventh among the eight group runners-up when you ranked them. 
um, when only the top five second place finishers advanced to the final round. So they finished second, but missed out um, based on their points total. So they didn't make it to the final round, as we saw uh, for the first time, um, I think. In the yeah. yeah, first time they didn't reach the final round. And it was that opening loss in Palestine that really uh, cost them there. They probably would have uh, been a, a, a top second place finisher had they not lost those points. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sure they'll be anxious to uh, get back into the uh, thick of things here. Actually, we talked, uh, we kind of described the local cup uh, when we were talking about the, in the overview of the local cup. So maybe we'll just kind of briefly do it here. Yeah, they, um, as we said, they, they topped the group stage. They won all three games over Oman, Turkmenistan, and Tajikistan. And then it was just a one-off final. Um, between the two group winners, and they lost that match to Iran 1-0. Yeah, so doing fairly well there to uh, overcome um, Oman, but of course they were uh, hosts. And uh, again, we've covered part of the Asian Cup uh, 2023 qualifying, their most recent kind of campaign, uh, because the qualification, at least the first round, was uh, 2022 World Cup qualifying. Yeah, and as we saw, because they didn't qualify... Um, for the final round of World Cup qualifying. They had to go through a second playoff round, a second group stage to qualify for this tournament. Um, but it didn't prove much trouble. They they won games over Sri Lanka, Maldives, and Thailand without conceding a goal, topping the group to uh, make it to this tournament. That's right. So a uh, pretty um, easy passage, although they will be disappointed to have not uh, done it in the in the previous round. So there we go for uh, Uzbekistan, and once again, uh, uh, we might, uh, or we have a couple of players' things coming up, but we're not going to uh, uh, talk about their players here. So we move on to uh, the third team, Syria, uh, starting with an overview of their participation and general strength. So Syria is an interesting team in many ways. They've played most of their games uh, in recent years outside of their war-torn country, but it hasn't limited their participation or affected their performance. And on the contrary, they've actually been improving. Their participation record is quirky. Uh, they first entered World Cup competition in 1950, but after playing the first game of their pairing, they withdrew before playing the final game. Uh, but from then to 1974, they completed only one qualification. That was in 1958. They entered consistently from 1974, but they were disqualified in 2014 for fielding an illegal player. And uh, as far as the Asian Cup goes, they didn't enter until 1972 and then withdrew in 1976. But from 1980, uh, they've entered consistently. But even though their participation in both competitions has been consistent since 1980, they do have an odd penchant for not playing the final game of qualifying tournaments, uh, something they've done in four qualification campaigns. I guess you want to get uh, Syria last then. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I think two of those were against uh, Singapore, if I remember correctly. Oh, wow. Um, in terms of achievement, uh, Syria have never reached a World Cup. But they reached the final round three times in 1986 and then recently in 2018 and 2022. In 2018, they performed well enough there to reach the regional playoff where they proved competitive but lost. Uh, in the Asian Cup, they have reached the finals a little less than half the time, uh, 
including three times in a row between 1980 and 1988. They have, however, never passed the group stage. All right. And uh, their local zone is the West Asian Football Federation, or WAF. Uh, Syria participated in all nine of their tournaments except for 2014 where they withdrew and they actually won uh, the tournament in 2012. Uh, they don't participate in the Gulf Cup but they do participate in the Arab Cup and they finished second in three of the first five cups there between 1963 and 1988. We'll take a bit of a closer look at that. Okay, so uh, our next uh, step is uh, a bit of a closer look at the World Cup. Yeah, in World Cup play, Syria are actually one of the oldest Asian teams, one of only five to enter in the 1950 edition. Uh, interestingly, they were placed among European teams uh, paired with Turkey. After losing the first game heavily, they withdrew. And between 1950 and 1970, uh, they competed qualification only in 1958 when they were paired with an African team. Despite being reasonably competitive in most tournaments, they were knocked out in the first round group stages all the way to 2006. The exception is 1986. After a poor 1982 campaign where they lost all games, they reached round three in 1986 and lost to Iraq who proceeded to the cup. A solid campaign in 2010 was followed by disqualification in 2014 for fielding an illegal player. But they returned in 2018, not only reaching the final round, but finishing third of six in the group to advance to a pl regional playoff. They lost a very competitive set to Australia, uh, who then advanced to the intercontinental playoff. And that was their uh, second close brush with reaching the cup. Um, 2022 was our third, and we'll uh, talk about that when we do their recent history. Right. Okay. Um, actually, the Asian Cup, oh, I just want to say, actually, they weren't close in, uh, in 2022, but they, uh, they were in 1986 and, and 2018. That's right. Yeah, they did reach the final round, but yeah, not nearly as close as those other two times. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that is all we'll talk about uh, for the World Cup because we're going to focus a little more on the Asian Cup here, but this is still an overview. Uh, their World Cup record for most of their history until recently uh, would not predict reaching the Asian Cup. However, they have reached it about half of the time, including four of the five times from 1980 to 1996. After that, they always came one place behind the advancing team, often agonizingly close, until they finally made it again in 2011. In 2015, they were well short, but uh, reaching the final round of qualification in the 2018 and 2022 World Cups saw them automatically qualifying for their sixth and seventh Asian Cups. Uh, they've never passed the group stage though, Again, often coming within a point of the advancing spot. Um, however, 2019 was uh, uncharacteristically uncompetitive after their strong 2018 World Cup campaign. And uh, let's take a look at the local situation uh, before we do our deep dive. Um, Syria are members of the West Asian Football Federation, or WAF where they do quite well in competition with Iraq and Jordan and even uh, trouble Iran uh, when Iran was there. They took second place in two of the three early editions uh, from 2000 to 2004 
and failed to pass the group stage only once in 2010. In 2012, they won their first title, especially impressive uh, since second-tier golf teams were increasingly joining this regional group. After failing to defend their title by withdrawing in 2015, um, they had a poor showing in 2019, finishing on the bottom of a five-team group. Right, okay. So I said uh, they were knocked out once in 2010, but actually twice, including the most recent edition. Uh, okay, and um, let us go to the deep dive for the uh, uh, Asian Cup uh, finals. All right. Well, I guess that begins in 1980 with their first successful uh, qualification for the Asian Cup. Um, in a five-team group stage, they opened with a tie against Iran, then lost to North Korea, and they finished in third, uh, just a point behind both of those teams, uh, thanks to wins over China and Bangladesh in their last two games. 1984 featured a win over South Korea, but they finished fourth of five in the group stage, and so didn't advance. Right, South Korea finishing the bottom of five there, surprisingly. Okay, well, 1988 made it three in a row uh, in terms of appearances, and it was a similar performance. They finished third uh, behind Saudi Arabia and China, uh, who they lost to, but ahead of Kuwait and Bahrain, who they beat. Uh, they failed to reach the cup in 1992, uh, but succeeded again in 1996 when the format changed to a regular four-team four, uh, four group stage. Uh, in that 1996 edition, they lost to Japan and China in the group to finish third, uh, but they did beat newcomers Uzbekistan in the last game to finish ahead of them. That proved a good period for them, as they did not reach the cup again until 2011. There, they opened with a win over Saudi Arabia, but losses to Japan and Jordan saw them finishing third in the group. After failing to qualify in 2015, uh, they qualified automatically in 2019 um, due to their good performance in 2018 World Cup qualifying. And maybe we'll take a look at that now. That's right. And that begins the recent history. So we actually will take a look at the qualifying campaign there too. Yeah, so uh, Syria lost uh, home and away to Japan, but won all other games over Singapore, Afghanistan and Cambodia uh, to finish second in the five-team group. And that second place was actually enough to qualify them um, for the second round of World Cup qualifying, but also put them directly into the 2019 Asian Cup. Right, um, and how did they do uh, once they were there? Not as well as they would have hoped. Um, they began with a draw against Palestine, um, but then lost their uh, next two games to Jordan and Australia. Uh, so they finished with just a single point and ended bottom of the group. Yikes, they should definitely be finishing ahead of Palestine, hey? Yeah. Or even challenging uh, Jordan. Okay, well, the next tournament is the 2022 World Cup uh, qualification, and let's see how they did there. Yeah, so their journey began in the five in a five-team group stage, and uh, Syria performed very well, um, winning uh, seven of their eight games, only losing um, their last match to China. But by then, they'd already secured first place in the group. Um, so that was enough to put them into the final round uh, of qualifying, which featured two, um, two groups of six. Um, but there, Syria struggled against um, stronger competition. 
Um, they actually only won one of their games. That was a 3-0 win um, over Lebanon. Um, they did get ties uh, with UAE and twice with Iraq, but that was it. Um, all those, those teams, um, or yeah, sorry, Iraq and Syria and Lebanon were the bottom three teams separated by just three points. Um, so Syria, one win from 10 was not enough to, to uh, yeah, to reach um, the uh, playoff, sorry, um, yeah. <laughs> for the Asian, uh, Asian Cup. Right, no, no problem. And uh, yeah, so not nearly as good as their... Uh... Uh, third place finish in the final uh, group uh, final round in 2018. Nonetheless, it is a good achievement for them to be in that final round of World Cup qualifying. Yeah, that's right. I mean, 2018 was uh, a bit of an exception, really. Okay, well, we said they were part of the uh, WAF group, and the last uh, competition there was in 2019. So, sorry, we didn't keep the... Uh, the correct order there, but how did they do in that last WAF Cup? Yeah, you touched on it earlier. Um, they finished bottom of a five-team group. They picked up draws against Yemen and Iraq, but lost to both Lebanon and Palestine. Um, so, yeah, last place out of five, not a particularly good performance. Yeah, I would almost say a ghastly performance there. Uh, that was in 2019, right after their uh, 2018 World Cup campaign. So, uh, pretty pretty poor showing. Uh, I think we forgot to mention it uh, in uh, before, but they did play the Arab Cup in 2021. Yeah. Um, so here they were mixed with um, one Asian and two African teams. Um, they lost to the UAE and Mauritania then beat arguably the strongest team in the group in Tunisia. Um, so their one win saw them finish uh, th third of four teams, so they didn't advance beyond the group stage. Um, but, um, yeah, one win over um, it's a pretty strong competition. Yeah, Tunisia made the World Cup uh, shortly after that. And uh, finally, we look at Asian 2023 uh, qualifying, or this tournament, how did they get there? Well, that was on the strength of their particularly good um, performance uh, in World Cup 2022 qualifying in round two of three, which we touched on, where they topped the group ahead of China, Philippines, Maldives, and Guam. Um, and that was good enough to advance directly to the uh, Asian Cup. Yeah, a fairly easy group, I would say, but very consistent showing there. Yeah, and for them, good to finish ahead of China. Yeah, ahead of China. Uh, okay, once again, we won't delve into their players, but we'll take that up in a, in a future podcast. And so that moves us to our fourth and final team, uh, India. And uh, we will begin with, uh, oh, there's a lot to cover there. Because uh, they also participated in the AFC Challenge Cup, which I believe is not in this graphic for YouTube, but uh, we have it down below. Uh, but anyway, this is just an overview, so uh, let's start with uh, participation. Um, do you want to take us through that? Yeah, so India was one of five Asian teams that entered the 1950 World Cup uh, with Syria, as we saw. Um, but all, including India, withdrew. And after 1950, India did not participate in World Cup qualifying from 1954 all the way to 1994, uh, with the exception of 1986. But from 1994, they returned and have participated consistently. 
Uh, following their first Asian Cup in 1960, they were also absent from that tournament, although just for a shorter period from 1972 to 80, um, and participated consistently after that. And then their local group is SAF, the South Asian Football Federation, and they've participated in all 14 editions since its start in 1993. Right. And in terms of a tree, or sorry, in terms of strength, uh, it's little known that India actually reached that World Cup in 1950. Uh, they were placed in a group, but withdrew and have never come close since. Um, the semi-final round of qualifying, uh, their furthest progress in the Cup since then. But are you surprised that they uh, actually made it to the World Cup? I am, and that's a good bit of trivia about which team qualified for the World Cup but never played a game. Yeah, and uh, another interesting piece of trivia, there's a story going around that they weren't, they, you know, withdrew because they weren't allowed to play barefooted. Uh, but that is uh, proven uh, not to be it. And it's actually pretty complicated. I don't think anyone's really clear on what the reasons are, but there are kind of a few theories that dominate, but the uh, the barefooted one is, is <laughs> kind of losing traction, as it were. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so, um, uh, sorry, I'm talking about their, their general strength. Uh, yeah, so the semi-final round is as far as they've gotten. Uh, similarly, their early success in Asian Cup history, where they finished second in 1964, is far beyond anything that they've achieved since, uh, doing no better than qualifying for the Cup three times in 1984 and 2011 and then again when the tournament expanded in uh, 2019 but we'll see that they didn't come close to uh, finishing second uh, in those editions so let's take a slightly closer look at the uh, world cup uh, history so that uh, 1950 qualification was actually by default uh they philippines burma now myanmar and indonesia uh, were the only Asian teams to enter apart from Syria uh, in a different group. All withdrew, uh, leaving India to advance unchallenged. They were even placed in a World Cup group, as you mentioned, that was with Sweden, Italy, and Paraguay, but they withdrew, um, perhaps the travel distance to Brazil too far, although, as you said, the actual reason is unknown. It took until 1986 to return to the Cup, and after that, uh, their uh, their first completed campaign, uh, they withdrew in 1990. 2002 uh, was their best campaign where both they and Yemen were point behind winners UAE in the, in the first round, but they never passed the first round unless, like recent cups, it was just a preliminary round. They got a bye in the preliminary rounds in 2014 and 2022, but they were among the 12 weakest teams in 2018 required to play a preliminary match. India has a few respectable results at the game level, but these only uh, come when the series seems over. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, that's as much as we'll cover for the World Cup, but let's uh, overview the Asian Cup before the deep dive. So they have reached the Asian Cup four times, uh, as we saw in uh, earlier. That's 1964, 1984, 2011, and 2019. And we saw that their best success there was by far, uh, by far was finishing second in the 1964 edition. Uh, they failed to qualify for the two tournaments surrounding that, and then didn't even enter the tournament for three times in a row, 
from 1972 to 1980. And then on their return in 1984, they qualified impressively, but they were no match in the cup, tying only one of their four games and finishing last of five in the group stage. And then after that, India became too weak to qualify. The Asian Cup does feature a weak version uh, designed for teams knocked out in the early stages of qualifying called the AFC Challenge Cup. And it was by winning that tournament in 2011 that they qualified for the 2011 Asian Cup. However, they were out of their depth in that tournament, uh, losing all games heavily. Right. So the AFC Challenge Cup seemed uh, kind of suitable for them. Uh, but we'll come to that uh, in the deep dive. Um, and now in 2019, we saw that the tournament expanded to 24 teams. And uh, we'll check that because that's in the recent uh, recent tournament. So we'll see how they did in that 2019 tournament. Meanwhile, let us go to our deep dive. Uh, no, we're going to do their local cup first and then do our deep dive. Yeah. And their local group um, of SAF, South Asian Football Federation, is made up um of south asian teams they are among the top there usually winning winning or finishing second however that success is a bit illusory because all teams in the group are so weak uh, maldives and sri lanka are among the strongest competition that region has to offer yeah so very successful there but uh kind of a what is it a small fish in a big no it's a big fish in a small pond there that's right <laughs> okay, now we go on to uh, uh, the deep dive into the regional cup finals. We've seen they've only reached four tournaments. So, um, uh, so uh, I'll begin with the 1950s. Uh, actually, that had been a strong period for Indian soccer, but it's only visible actually in Olympic soccer, uh, where India actually seemed to focus uh, their attention. Uh, they didn't part, uh, participate in the first Asian Cup in 1956, and that was the year they finished fourth in Olympic soccer. Uh, they did enter the 1960 uh, Asian Cup, but failed to reach the Cup despite hosting the qualifying tournament. However, in 1964, they uh, qualified by default where both Iran and Pakistan um, uh, withdrew from the group. So uh, they started that 1964 tournament very well with a win over South Korea. And then they beat Hong Kong uh, in their uh, second game. Uh, sorry, in their third game. Uh, in between, they lost to uh, the odd host Israel. Uh, Israel kind of um, uh, part of the uh, AFC at that point. Um, and actually, Israel uh, both hosted and won the tournament. So uh, there was no final round. But so because India finished second in the group, uh, they finished second overall. Uh, their next uh, tournament was 20 years later in 1984. Despite a solid qualification, they were no match in the cup, which started with a five-team group stage. They managed to draw with Iran, but otherwise lost to host Singapore, UAE, and China. So it was a last place finish, uh, foreshadowing the results of future tournaments. Yeah, so uh, around 2006, uh, the weaker teams in the region um, uh, were uh, allowed to, or, or there was another competition created for them, the AFC Challenge Cup, uh, and India uh, uh, was weak enough to join. 
Uh, and they did well there, though. They reached the quarterfinals in its first edition in 2006. Um, sorry, I got a bit lost. And they won the tournament in 2008 when they hosted. And the level of teams they're playing there uh, is evident. They beat uh, Myanmar in the semi-final and Tajikistan in the final. So this is pretty... Uh, uh, pretty weak teams in the region. And that title actually qualified them for the 2011 Asian Cup. Uh, and so we jump back to that and find that they were out of their depth there, uh, losing all games by three goal margins or more to Australia, Bahrain, and South Korea. Pretty tough group, though. Yeah. Even by 2010, the competition of the Challenge Cup grew too stiff and they lost all group stage games to Kyrgyzstan, Turkmenistan, and North Korea. That was the case in 2012 also, and in 2014, they did not even qualify for the tournament. That's right, and uh, by 2019, uh, the AFC Challenge Cup was no more. Uh, rather, the qualifying uh, uh, was revamped for the newly expanded 2014 uh Asian Cup. So let's jump immediately to that because it makes the first of our recent competitions and we'll also cover the uh, qualification for that. Yeah, so India were one of the 12 weakest teams in, in the AFC region that had to compete in a qualifying playoff. Uh, they were paired with neighbours Nepal and they won 2-0 at home and then tied on the road. So that put them into the second round, which was a five-team group stage. Uh, there, though, they managed only one win um, that was over Guam, who had beaten them um, in Guam. Um, India lost all uh, seven other games uh, to Iran, Oman, and Turkmenistan. Um, and then Guam, as we said, who finished uh, four points ahead of India, who were in last place. Right. And because they finished in last place in the group, they didn't advance to the uh, third round directly. They actually had to do a kind of a playoff with the Laos uh uh to get to the third round but they did win that uh playoff and then how did they do in round three of three yeah and there they performed well um there they played uh home and away against uh kyrgyzstan myanmar and macau and they actually won four tied one and just lost one which was um their final match uh, in kyrgyzstan um so they finished tied with kyrgyzstan on 13 points um, and qualified for the Asian Cup. So all the way from the, the first qualifying round through to defeat in Guam, through a preliminary second qualifying round, and then a final uh, group stage, it was a long journey for them, but they didn't make it to the Cup. They did, and in their first game of the Cup, they were fabulous uh, against Thailand. So it, it, uh, they're, they're, it looked very promising for them, but it didn't, didn't go so well after that. Yeah, a thumping 4-1 win uh, over Thailand um, was followed up by losses to UAE and Bahrain. Uh, they finished last in the group, but with three points and actually uh, four goals for and go four goals against, so an, an even goal difference. So last place disappointing, but it was a really tight group. Group winners UAE had just five points. Um, yeah. Not enough in the end to advance. Yeah, too bad. I wish they would have kept up that form that they showed in, in the first game there. Uh, meanwhile, the next uh, the next campaign uh, was the 2022 World Cup. 
yeah, this time they weren't in the bottom 12 team, so they, they didn't have to compete in a, in a qualifying round, but instead entered directly in the group stage. Um, they only won one of their games. That was a 2-0 win in Bangladesh. Uh, but they picked up a number of ties, so they actually finished third out of the five-team group stage. Um, they were well behind Qatar and Oman, uh, who uh, finished in the top two, but they finished ahead of Afghanistan and Bangladesh, um, but, uh, of course, didn't make it to the final round of qualifying. Right. A tie in Qatar was, uh, was a good one-off result there. Yes, definitely. Uh, yeah, so didn't make it to the final round, uh, and... Uh, the uh, most recent uh, local competition for the South Asian Football Federation, or SAF, uh, was in 2023. Um, I think they were hosts, but uh, yeah, they were hosts here. Yeah, yeah, they were in a group um, with invited guests Kuwait, and then also uh, Pakistan and Nepal, and they won both those games and managed a 1-1 tie with Kuwait. Um, so. Uh, Kuwait and India have both finished with seven points, but uh, Kuwait had the superior goal difference, so India finished second. But in the semi-final, uh, they beat another invited guest, uh, Lebanon. That match went nil-nil, and India won in penalties. And then in the final, they met Kuwait again. Uh, once again, it was a 1-1 draw, and then uh, India won in penalties there too. So, um, yeah, pretty good performance. Uh, Lebanon and Kuwait are decent teams. Decent teams, and yeah, I think the home advantage uh, uh, made a difference. I don't know, honestly, why India doesn't do better. They're a soccer-loving country. They have, as we saw, a massive population. So uh, I would like to see more of these results uh, from India. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, they're not even kind of a, a middling power, second-tier team. They've been a very weak team in the region for a long time. You kind of half expect that to change, like you said soccer-loving country. They have their own domestic league now. They've got such a huge population. Um, so who knows? Maybe we'll see it now. I hope we do. I mean, uh, I would love to see them uh, come with the level of competition they had in that Kuwait game. Oh, sorry, in that Thailand game in, in 2019. Uh, they're a lot of fun. They were a lot of fun to watch. Uh, but yeah, as you say, it's a bit of a shock that they, they are such a weak team in the region. Uh, okay, well, we'll look at uh, how they qualified for this cup. In fact, we've looked at it already because uh, the first round was um, World Cup qualifying for 2022, uh, but maybe take us through that again. Yeah, as I said, they finished third in the five-team group behind Qatar and Oman. Um, so because they finished third, they actually went to a second group stage, um, and there they performed very well. They won all three games, uh, beating Cambodia, Afghanistan, and Hong Kong, um, scoring eight goals and just conceding one. Um, so they, uh, yeah, good enough to qualify for this tournament. Yeah, 4 nothing over Hong Kong is uh, pretty impressive. And, uh, you know, Cambodia and Afghanistan are uh, uh, reasonably, uh, I'd say, fourth-tier teams, just like India. So a good showing there. Okay, well, that's all we have for India, so we'll have to see uh, how they progress from here. Uh, once again, we won't look at their players, but we'll probably mention uh, Sunil Trechery in the uh, in the discussion. Uh, really? But that brings us to the end of the uh, history section, and now we're going to kind of analyze the teams uh, by looking at their rankings and head-to-heads. 
Yeah, we'll start with the pots um, and where they came, uh, where they came from in those pots. So Australia um, are from near the bottom of pot one. So they're definitely a pot one team, um, but they were just behind uh, Japan, Iran, and South Korea in the rankings. Um, moving on to uh, Uzbekistan, they were uh, ranked fourth of six in pot two. Uh, Syria were ranked second of, of six in pot three. And then India were ranked uh, as the top team in pot four. Um, so um, kind of the teams are from different, you know, different places. But I think the pot three and four teams, um, Syria and India, being kind of from near the top of their pots, you know, may show that they uh, have something to offer. Yeah, yeah. And we'll get into that discussion uh, a little bit later. That's kind of interesting. Um, uh, and let's look at the rankings uh, of the teams, both FIFA and ELO rankings. So Australia are 27th in FIFA and 30th uh, in ELO. Um, Australia have been a top 50 team uh, for most of their his recent history, at least. But they did get a boost after a pretty strong 2022 World Cup, where they moved from 39th and 43rd to 27th and 30th. Yeah, uh, we did see uh, kind of a bit of a lull after 2015, but of course that uh, World Cup showing, uh, well, I guess when we discuss it, we'll talk about like uh, how significant it, it really is. Uh, is the boost valid? But um, I think uh, I think what I've said kind of hints at which way I'm going to go with that. But uh, uh, yes, 29th uh, or 27th and 30th, so um, looking quite good uh, currently. Yeah. Um, our next team is Uzbekistan. They are currently 74th in FIFA, but a bit higher, 61st uh, in ELO. Their ELO ranking actually tends to be higher than their than their FIFA ranking. Um, in the FIFA rankings, they've been kind of between uh, 70th and 100th, but not falling below the 100th mark, um, you know, for at least for the last decade. And ELO, they tend to be in that more kind of 60th to 70 or 60th to uh 75th kind of mark uh sometimes even getting into the 50s in elo um so yeah consistently higher in elo but 74th and 61st overall yeah a bit of a recent drop off with them not qualifying for the uh final round of 2022 world cup qualifying but i wouldn't quite count them out yet yeah and uh, next we have uh syria Yes, Syria are 94th in FIFA and 103rd in ELO, so pretty consistent between both. Uh, they've actually faced a little bit of a drop-off uh, from some of their really good performances in recent years, uh, particularly in 2018 when they uh, did really well in the final round of qualification and were in the 70s uh, in both systems. So a little bit of a fall, but uh, lingering around the 100th mark in both systems. Yeah, sounds a lot like Uzbekistan's story where, uh, you know, they've been pretty consistent, let's say, over the last decade, but dropped off in the last couple of years. So it'll be interesting to see whether they can kind of recover uh, that form. Yeah, and then India's um, a team that's been a little bit on the rise. Um, they're currently 100th uh, in FIFA, um, but 143rd in ELO. So significant variation. And actually, that's been the case for for many, many years. Um, I'm not actually sure why their FIFA ranking is so much higher than their ELO ranking, but it's often a 40, sometimes almost 60 point wow. difference between the two systems. Um, however, India 
in both systems have risen marginally uh, over recent years and and probably that victory in the SAF competition would have helped. Yeah, well, I won't comment on that much uh, uh, here other than to say that's a really interesting um, divergence between uh, FIFA and ELO, but perhaps we'll use that to kind of start our discussion about them. Uh, which, which one do you really think they are, hey? Yeah. Okay, but before we do that, we will take a look at the head-to-head -head record among these four teams, uh, starting with, uh, well, why don't you take it away there, too? Yeah, yeah so we'll start with uh, Australia and their uh, their opponents as a, as a bot one team. Australia and Uzbekistan have met four times, um, and uh, Australia has won all four of those matches. Yeah, and a pretty interesting history uh, there. All those are fairly recent games uh, since 2010. And we saw in that 2011 Cup Asian semi-final, um, Uzbekistan uh, getting crushed 6 nothing by Australia. But in 2019, a very competitive game. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, uh, what's going to happen uh, this time around. Yeah. Um, Australia and Syria is next. They've met three times, all recently, and um, Australia's won two and they've tied one, but maybe you want to talk about their significant meeting in 2018. Yeah, and in fact, uh, really, you could you could say that it was two ties because uh, that's, that's the case in regulation time. They both tied 1-1 uh, uh, and then uh, they went to extra time and uh, Australia scored a goal. So that accounts for one of their wins here. And uh, the other one was in 2019 in the group stage where Australia won 3-2. So, you know, not convincing wins here. And uh, Syria was competitive in all of those games. Yeah, that's a really interesting kind of subplot for that, for this group. Yeah. Um, Australia and India have met just once. Um, and that was in the 2011 Asian Cup. And that was a win for Australia. Yeah, so that was a 4 nothing win. So, uh, again, we can kind of talk about whether you think they'll be, uh, or whether we think they'll be as convincing this time. Uh, moving on to Uzbekistan and India, they've also met once, and Uzbekistan were the victors of that game. Yeah, that was way back in 2000, but it was fairly competitive. It was a 3-2 win for uh, Uzbekistan. So um, as a neutral, I'm kind of hoping for a, a competitive uh, uh, group here. So I, I, I hope India shows a little uh, spunk like that. Um, Syria and Uzbekistan have met three times, and Syria has the better record, uh, winning two and losing one. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. I mean, really on the strength of a 1996 uh, Asian Cup group game, which is not really relevant. But in 2018 World Cup qualifying, they exchanged uh, uh, wins, uh, one nothing wins. So uh, quite competitive there. Yeah. And then uh, finally, Syria and India have never met in competitive play. So uh, that history will be, uh, will be written in this tournament. Yeah, that's right. Well, I'm looking forward to discussing uh, these groups. Uh, I think it's a lot closer than the uh, than the standings. So, Connor, I am not uh, convinced that Australia is as far ahead in the rankings as uh, well as the rankings suggest. I'm not sure they're that much stronger than the team. And uh, let's start with that. Do you think uh, they are? Or are they kind of guaranteed first place winners as the rankings would suggest here um i i think they're 
you know, should be first place winners, but perhaps, yeah, not as much as, um, as the rankings do suggest. I mean, I think the, the World Cup perf performance was impressive, but the qualifying for that World Cup really wasn't when they were playing a lot of other Asian teams. And in recent matches, you know, they were quite competitive with uh, Uzbekistan recently. So, no, I think their their placement is a bit artificially high. And and perhaps even in comparison with, with um, you know, Japan or Korea are the strongest teams in the group. I don't think they're quite as, as neck and neck with those teams as the uh, the rankings suggest. Yeah, I was going to bring that up myself. That that uh, you know, I guess it'll 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 have to wait until the final rounds to see how they compete with teams like South Korea and Japan. Uh, 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 as far as that goes, but um, do you think Uzbekistan or even Syria could challenge them? Um, I think at a game level, they're capable of taking points of Australia. I don't necessarily think they will um, finish ahead of Australia to win the group. Um, but I don't expect Australia will, you know, will have um, nine points at the end of it. I don't think they'll have a lot of easy games either. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, I can't remember. Am I right in thinking that Jordan finished ahead of them in 2019? Um, I'd have to double check, but that, that does sound familiar. Yeah. I'll yeah, so again, uh, uh, I find them a little bit unconvincing, and you mentioned the, sorry, I'm checking too now, uh, you mentioned the uh, the qualification. Uh, so if you check 2019, I'll look at the qualification there. Yeah, well, they did, in fact, lose to Jordan in the group stage in their opening game, and uh, yeah, finished second uh, in 2019. Yeah, and then uh, kind of scraped through to the World Cup, um, you know, with those playoff wins, but third place in the group, uh, not very convincing. And, uh, you know, we did talk uh, during the podcast about their scoring in the World Cup, which is good. They scored a goal in each of the games, but I still think scoring is a really big problem for them, and uh, I don't think as well as they did in the World Cup that they've really resolved that problem. So, especially Uzbekistan's defence, I, I think, could stand up to them, and possibly Syria too. Yeah, I think it'll be an interesting, um, yeah, an interesting thing to look at. I think Uzbekistan, you know, I think it's Samaradov is a pretty prolific scorer at international level, and India have that too with Sunil Chetri. Um, Australia don't really um, yeah, probably have a, have a striker that you expect to be banging the goals in. Yeah, uh, it, could, it could be interesting. I'm kind of expecting uh, low-scoring games because Australia's defense is pretty solid. Uh, uh, I kind of have to agree with you that, that at the outset, I'd have to pick them as group winners, but um, uh, definitely uh, dropping some points to me. I, I kind of feel that they'll drop uh, at least one tie here. Yeah. Okay, and uh, we could ask a similar question about Uzbekistan because Syria is quite far behind them in the rankings. But do you really think uh, uh, Syria is that far behind Uzbekistan? Yeah, I think there's only 20 points difference in the uh, FIFA rankings, but over 40 difference in in ELO. So I guess we could kind of use that, and which which you know we think is reflects it. And we typically go with ELO, but I actually think they're probably a bit closer. I think the FIFA rankings might show their relative strength a little bit better. Um, I mean, I think Uzbekistan didn't get to the final round of qualification um, for World Cup play in 2022, where Syria did. 
but Uzbekistan, you know, on the historical trend, are a stronger team. They get there more regularly. Um, Uzbekistan's a bit of a team I, I have a bit of a soft spot for because they're kind of an almost team. They've had a couple yeah. near misses and even, you know, finishing second place and not getting to the final round of World Cup qualifying was a little bit unlucky. So um, they've kind of been on the wrong end of some close games. But I, whether they uh, are at their strongest point now, I'm, I'm not sure. I think there might be a little bit dip from recent form. Yeah, uh, Bahrain in 2006, that, that ridiculous uh, replayed game. And, and we saw that uh, that opening loss to Palestine really cost them in the uh, 2022 World Cup. So I think they're actually a very consistent team. And I've looked at their players for this cup. And actually, I think uh, you mentioned one of them. I think they're looking actually quite good in terms of talent. Um, but, you know, serious no pushover. You called uh, Uzbekistan an almost team, but I think during the uh, during the history we saw that uh, Syria was an almost team, often finishing like one point behind the advancing team yeah. uh, kind of thing. I think they're a little bit underrated here. Uh, but again, it's like both of them have taken a bit of a dip in form uh, recently, so it kind of comes down to whether they can uh, recover that form. Yeah, and see whether that dip was a blip or whether it's uh, maybe the start of a trend. But um, I, I would like to see both teams do well. I think they can be be exciting and and be competitive with 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 good teams in the Asian region. So they're kind of capable of a surprise. So I'd like to see both teams do well here. Yeah, me too. Uh, I'm excited. I think they will do a bit better than the rankings suggest. I think for Uzbekistan, it really is a bit of a blip. Uh, for Syria, though, they've never really done well in, in an Asian Cup. They've kind of reached the Cup more often than expected, but progressed in the Cup uh, uh, less than they're capable of. So a bit of an odd team that way, but I think, uh, you know, strong enough to uh, put up a challenge here. Yeah, for sure. And they, uh, again, uh, in 2018, so it was a few years ago, but they tied Australia twice in a really important AFC game. So. Um, they can definitely do it against the better teams. Yeah, the head-to-head -head is really interesting because all of these teams, uh, with the possible exception of India, are quite competitive with each other. Actually, even India uh, in a couple of games uh, too. Um, I don't think uh, India will be the whipping boy here. I, I actually don't like that expression, but I, I don't think they'll uh, be... Uh, you know, a guaranteed loss to these teams. How about you? Yeah, I agree. I think India are showing slow and steady improvement. And as we mentioned, we kind of hope that's, that's the start of a positive trend for them. I don't see them as being as high as 100th in the rankings as FIFA puts them, but I probably don't see them quite as low as 143rd um, as ELO either. Probably somewhere in the middle would seem to make a bit of sense. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more there. Um uh, definitely uh, not six points behind Syria uh, for sure, but not 40 points behind either. Um, I would love to see them do well in the cup, but they're just so unpredictable. Like uh, we talked in the, in, the, uh, in the history section that they should be doing much better than they are. Just kind of waiting for that to come to some fruition. Yeah, I think there's two sides of India. There's, there's the India that lost to Guam, and there's the India that thumped Thailand. And maybe for <laughs> Syria too. 
they've you know they've lost to Palestine a couple times in a couple different tournaments, but then they went and beat Tunisia, who are a really strong team. So, you know, both teams can be hot and cold. And I think in India particularly, they you know they need to be at their best here. But you, you kind of hope for for the the best version of themselves uh, to come out in this cup. Yeah, you mentioned Sunil Chetri, and uh, you know, obviously, they should have, uh, they shouldn't be just so reliant on one player. I think uh, he is like thirty-seven or something now. Um, do you know? Yeah, thirty-nine. I was looking at. Oh, up. thirty-nine. Wow. So yeah, obviously, they can't rely on him. He he's kind of evergreen, but this has got to be his last cup, and uh, he still seems to be performing for them, though. Yeah. Do you see India um, perhaps being able to surpass one of the teams above them? Oh, I mean, uh, it's so hard to know. I mean, um, you know, the one competition we looked at where they did challenge Kuwait and Palestine would suggest that they could challenge uh, Syria here, but that was a home competition and they seemed to uh, do well at home uh, and not so well away from home. Uh, if they brought what they brought against Thailand in 2019, I think they they could certainly uh, get some points. But I don't think I would uh, I would see them finishing outside of last place here. I hope so, though. I mean, I kind of hope they. I, I kind of hope that it's a tight group. Uh, that's my hope. Yeah, I think it will be a tight group. We have some groups where we kind of are expecting the the pot 14 to get zero points, but I don't think that's the case here. Yeah, exactly. And and if it is a tight group, that raises the chances of a third place uh, team uh, advancing. Um, uh, sometimes, I'm not sure how the math works exactly. Actually, if India uh, gets some points, it could kind of work against that. But do you see a, a third place team coming out of this group? I think it's what, four of the six teams? Yeah, I definitely, I definitely think so. I could see Syria and Uzbekistan, for example, you know, going one win, one draw, one loss, or possibly even a little bit better. And I think if the third place team finishes with three or four points, then the, they got an okay chance at moving on. But you're right, India could really play a spoiler here. Yeah. Um, I think teams will need to beat India or at least find that win from somewhere to, to in order to advance. Yeah, I don't know if I'm talking more in hope or or expectation. I think I'm talking more uh, in hopes that it's going to be a tight group. I'd love to see Uzbekistan and Syria kind of get back to form. And I don't know, there's something in me that, uh, that, that likes the underdog. So I'm kind of hoping that Australia will, will give up a couple of points. Not that I have anything against them. Yeah, I, I agree. Nothing against Australia, but I think... With a couple almost teams and and a sleeping giant in India, you kind of would like to see, as I said, them bring their best versions of themselves. Yeah, that's right. So I think uh, I think well, I always uh, kind of try to pin you down. So maybe I'll start with that before uh, before saying my prediction. Connor, it is time for you I, to lay down your smack. I think this will be a, a competitive group. It's one of the ones I'm quite excited about. Um, I'm going to say Australia win the group with maybe seven points. Um, I mentioned my soft spot for Uzbekistan, so I'm going to go with pot order and say them second. And then I'll say Syria and India uh, third and fourth. 
Yeah, I talk about uh, kind of hope and expectation. Honestly, I think my expectation is uh, pot order, uh, just like you. But, um, you know, yeah, I hope it'll be competitive in there with a couple of... Uh, couple of um, unexpected results uh, with some of the lower teams doing better but I really uh, I really can't predict confidently that it will go anything other than pot order yeah and, and even that I wouldn't predict confidently um, but uh, yeah we'll see how this group plays out yeah yeah hopefully it will be interesting all right well that uh, brings us to the end of group B and so uh, I guess we will meet again to talk about Group C. We'll see you next time. We originally planned to tag on our past, present and future plans for the media cast, but we have instead decided to put a link to that 10-minute video in the show notes. It covers what we're working on and what we plan to do over the next nine months. I'd like to thank Navur Abacham and Pixabay for the wonderful music you hear in this media cast. The title is called Arabic Craft.